I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome to Easy Being Green, the show where we talk about the earth and how we can help it. I'm Taylor Powers. That's Deanne Tetzel. And today we're just going to um, we're going to talk about like our own personal stories, inspiration for for why we or how we kind of learned about why this is important and yeah, just kind of what what kind of sparked us to think about it differently. Yeah, definitely. You know, we live in a in a beautiful place um, in the Wasatch Mountains in Salt Lake City, and um, I've always been an avid outdoor person, and I do a lot of hiking, and I'm sensitive to, I'm one of those people that I'm always picking up the garbage on the trail mm-hmm. or whatever and hauling it back down with me, and I just, when I became aware, probably in the mid-80s sometime, that there was this thing called global warming. It freaked me out. We were big mm-hmm. skiers and we were always waiting for the, you know, the snow to come and everything. And we're hearing kind of these dire predictions for down the road. And it definitely caught my attention. And as I moved, I guess, into having a young family and things like that, we didn't really have recycling mm-hmm. per se back then very much but as soon it was as that was in my awareness and my consciousness I wanted to do what I could do to preserve the the beautiful places that I appreciate so much yeah it just means a lot to me and I I want to do my part and Mm -hmm. rather than being having anxiety about it and worrying about it how can I take that and fuel it into doing something good that, that I can at least make a difference with yeah that's nice yeah I uh I was pretty unaware and oblivious. (laughs) Um, My town's pretty small where I grew up. And and my mom wasn't, you know, too aware about of it. She was a really busy lady. So that just wasn't her number one priority. So I didn't start to really become aware of it until I was a teenager in high school. And some of my science teachers were talking about it. And we would have bike to school day and talking about um, like how we can do our part and and days where we went out to the beach and picked up garbage and did that kind of stuff. But I really didn't even process it. I was just thinking, um, you know, like, oh, we're picking up the garbage because we want our beaches to be clean. And, and you know, we enjoy going there and we don't want garbage there and we don't want it getting in our oceans and, and hurting animals. Which, yeah, which is a big one. But, um, 
but I just I don't know. I, well, I was also a kid, so I think I just mm-hmm. I had different priorities too. And then I went to college in Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that opened the floodgates of what was actually happening. <laughs> yeah, very environmentally aware. Oh yeah. Community. There, I had a sure. Greenpeace representative talking to me every day. Oh, that's awesome. And for the first while when I moved there, I was like, "Oh my gosh, no way. Tell me more. Like what is happening?" Um and then uh and then by the time I left Colorado, I just would avoid all the Greenpeace people. Oh, that's funny. You know, it's another thing. We both Taylor and I like to travel and to be exposed to different cultures and places and we mm-hmm. both really like that and as I've traveled to different countries and I've seen lots of different ways that people, you know, it's it's a whole big other topic. Oh, but yeah. um, other countries and how they I, I know I've been in Europe. They're very clean and they mm-hmm. keep things very tidy and they're you don't find garbage usually on the trails. And then I would come here and hike and think, why are people throwing stuff away on the why are they just pitching stuff? Yeah. So that, that made me, me more aware. Um, but then I've been to countries like India that they don't have any awareness or mm-hmm. that is not they, – their garbage goes on the ground. And that's kind just like what, New York City. What they do with it. <laughs> yeah. No. And so it's different everywhere. But it, it raises – it raised my awareness around mm-hmm. it. And it, again, made me want to – um, do my part. And sometimes it can feel overwhelming. Oh, it's my like, gosh. It totally oh, I'm not going to make a difference. Blah, blah, blah. But I think that's part of why Taylor and I want to do this yeah. whole yeah. Easy Being Green podcast, because we can yeah. make an individual difference and we can feel better, at least ourselves. And someone else can watch you doing what you're doing. And then it just them. by modeling that behavior, mm-hmm. yeah, you can make yeah. some change. One thing that um, really kind of changed my outlook when I was in college. I was a sophomore and um, I was looking for something to do for spring break. Um, and I I came upon these volunteer trips. And mm-hmm. so I, I went to the, the volunteer office at my school and they had all these different trips planned and they all had different causes. One was like supporting human rights. One was um, doing some disaster relief. One and the one that I saw that I really wanted to go on was um, urban farming in Austin, Texas. Oh, so man. I got in a 10-person van with uh, nine other girls, and we drove from Colorado to – from Boulder, Colorado to Austin, Texas, and we slept in a church. And wow. we worked on a farm for uh, for a whole week. Um, I think it was like seven or eight nights. And so we – there was this this woman, and she had a farm named Urban Patchwork, and she supported a lot of the vegetables to the uh, restaurants in the area. And so we worked with her and built a cistern in her backyard and did wow. all this cool stuff. And then we got to go work on a much bigger farm in Austin um, for one day, and uh, that was kind of crazy. We at that farm at the farm that we were working at. One night for dinner, we we killed two of the chickens to eat, and we went to this other massive farm where we were doing tons of work to help them get things ready for restaurants and for the grocery stores. And I think we must have killed upwards of 100 chickens in that day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You really got immersed in the whole <laughs> lifestyle and yes. thought firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Just- 
yeah, it was it was very eye opening to be in that in that industry and see everything, see how it works, see how it affects the community. Um, and these were you know local local farms that were just making making a living doing this. So that's kind of what really turned me on. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool, and yeah. I love that. Because when I was in school, this was not on our radar at all. Mm -hmm. So I like that this is part of the curriculum now. And I know that kids will go to local farms and like Thanksgiving Point here and some of the places where they can actually learn. I mean, I just thought, well, where does a chicken from come from? The grocery store. (laughs) You know, obviously, my mom and my grandma, they all, you know, killed their own chickens and did all of that kind of stuff when she was young. But that wasn't crossing my Mm -hmm. field of, you know, I just didn't, I didn't really want to think about it. But, um, but to have that knowledge and information when you're a young person and then to you can start to formulate formulate your mm-hmm. um, decisions about how you want to yeah how you want to impact yeah with your choices which is all what we've been talking about but mm-hmm. yeah that's really that's really neat that you did that though yeah and i'm it. still learning every day and the number one place that I learn is through other podcasts. So I'll give you I'll give you one podcast that I like to learn from because I guess you can listen to other podcasts other than ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's the Rich Roll podcast. And he talks about a ton of different topics. So some of them aren't related to the environment at all or or to like the food you eat or any of that. Some of them are, you know, talk about working out or creativity. But overall, it's a really great podcast. And he has changed his life, uh, you know, a complete 180. So um, he's just very insightful and has a lot of cool guests on that they really dive deep and talk about this stuff. And his wife wrote a book called This Cheese is Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a recipe book about all these different cheeses that are made from different nuts. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So they're a really fun, fun duo. And um, yeah, so that's a fun place that I like to learn from. I think we're lucky because in at this time um, we have at the at, you know at our fingertips we have everything available to us we can oh, yeah. we can really research what is important to us and make choices and make a difference and and I've seen that change you know throughout my lifetime and that's why this is so fun for us to be able to really help find some things that we're inspired by and and then pass them on to you. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so take advantage of uh, all the stuff that you have available to you on your fingertips and and find out what inspires you to make make a difference. And maybe that's us. So yeah. That would be cool. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening as always. I'm Taylor. That's Deanne. And we'll be back See with you, you soon time. for new tips.